Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off Topic Debrief. This is Ben Robinson. Hey, and this is John Williams. So this is our uh, bi-weekly show where we kind of chittity chat-chat about uh, the goings-on in the geekosphere. And uh, that's what we're going to do now. I think that's the cleanest little intro we've ever had. Yeah. There were no uhs or ums or trying to figure out what it is that we do. Yeah, I think maybe we're getting the hang of what we do. Yeah, like a year later. Maybe. We'll see. We have to do this twice in a row well before we certify <laughs> anything. It could oh, just be a shit. fluke. <laughs> and that means it's my, my turn next time, and when the pressure's on, I crumble. <laughs> so, John, uh, you heard anything cool this year? Week? This year? This, this amount of time? I mean, I, I mean yeah, this yeah, year. It is this year. If, <laughs> if you want to be all fucking dad jokey about it, I was so I do. happy to uh, to see a meme on Facebook. I wish I could... I mean, I may be able to find it again. I don't remember who posted it, but it was something that was just like, like dads everywhere on, on December 31st. See you next year. And then it was just like, it's not funny. You suck. And we hate you for it or something, something to that effect. I personally fucking hate that joke so much <laughs> when somebody says, oh, see you next year. Like You fucking suck. That's not clever. I mean, it has its place. Yeah, in the bowels of hell. <laughs> I gave my daughter shit for not showering in a year or so far this year. It's like, when was the last time you showered? She's like, last year. Ew, like, right. for real? Well, I mean, it was like two days. Okay, I, th <laughs> I thought you meant like today, and it's like the ninth. Oh, no, 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 this was, <laughs> this was New Year's Day. <laughs> okay, all right, kids are on vacation, I understand that. Well, you know what? Before we jump into news, how was your holiday? Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, I would say, what did you do? But I'm very well aware of it. So what did you do that our listeners might be interested in? Nothing? Uh, kind of hung out, tuned in for like the last two minutes of the ball drop, just so my kids could see it and count down from 10. Oh, yeah, we have we have recorded since Christmas. Yeah, so it's just New Year's we haven't done. Yeah, I succeeded in not drinking too much because I went skiing on New Year's Day and it was nice. No shit. So it was your your dad and brother in law, from what I hear, that uh, that drank too much. Yes, my, my yeah, I went skiing with my dad and I had to like wake him up the next day. So he was like, "All right, we'll be here at seven. We'll go." And then like it was like seven ten. I was like, "All right, bud, you gonna make it?" Yeah, <laughs> you your, <get> up? <laughs> your mother in law was uh, was bitching today about playing gestures with them, and she was referring to them as the Tequila Twins, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. My dad did the worm. He was trying to be a caterpillar, and they did not get it, but it was cool seeing my drunk dad do the worm. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine what it looks like, but in my imagination, like, it looks like bad CGI, because I can't imagine him doing it, like, for real. <laughs> That's funny. How about you? What'd you guys do? Uh, I don't think we did shit. Yeah, like, we... That's uh, the spirit. Yeah, I, I think we uh, we walked around during the day. Like we went for like a four mile walk and did some shopping. I think that might have been on on New Year's Eve. Then we ate some uh, ate some food, and uh, Angelina wanted to get all dressed up, and I did not. So I did not, and she did, and I felt a little awkward. That's why you gotta have that tuxedo shirt ready. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Or just a little bow tie. Yeah, tied around my neck or my wiener or both. Yeah, just have two bow ties. Andy. I should have thought about that. Um, but no, we didn't do much little, little kiss at midnight, whatever. I don't know. I, th this whole holiday season for me yeah. after, after 2020, it just, 
and the kid was at her dad's place. Like it, it just didn't feel like the holidays at all. Yeah, I can see that. It was just a couple of Fridays and I got some bonus days off of work. So that was okay. Worth it. Yeah. So here we are. It's 2021 and things are totally different. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess uh, right up top, just a little quick bit of news. Uh, Warner Brothers has green lighted, green lit. I never know what to say in I the think, whole green light thing. I think green lit. Yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah. I, it's one of those things like when somebody was hanged, like they weren't hung. They were hanged. Yeah. Uh, hung sounds right to me, but I know that it's hanged. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Hanged by the neck till dead. Yes. Um, so WB has given the green light, there we go, to Wonder Woman 3. Um, I don't think that's any surprise, really, because w with things like this, I'm sure all of the, I mean, Wonder Woman was supposed to have come out months and months ago, so or Wonder Woman 84. So, of course, they would have already had everything in the can and ready yeah. to go for another one. Like, it's not, nobody, like, waited for the box office receipts on the opening weekend to come out for, uh, for Wonder Woman 84. And say, okay, that's good enough for us. We're going to do another one. Like they did with like Superman Returns back in the day when 400 million wasn't enough to get a sequel made. I mean, I think they generally have the plans in the can beforehand. And if it underperforms, they scrap them. Yeah. And Warner Brothers is not afraid to do that. They've introduced ambitious uh, slates many times over and they end up going to shit. Yep. Yeah. I remember the like the whole universal monsters relaunch thing that the mummy movie totally killed oh yeah the dark universe yeah. that they had planned to holy shit like one movie not didn't work scrapped the whole fucking thing i mean if a tom cruise mummy movie doesn't work and it's pg-13 like you you might have some problems so i guess but what the fuck ever dude just keep making your movies just don't tie them in i would love to see a new frankenstein a new dracula a new creature from the black lagoon Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, they gave uh, Blumhouse the thing to do that Invisible Man movie. Which, oh, was uh, that Blumhouse that did that? I think so, yeah. Oh, shit. I've been wanting to watch that anyway. Same here. Like, uh, that was one of the ones I was going to catch in the theater back before the world fell apart and uh, never got around to renting it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's on, oh, it's on uh, HBO Max now. That's right. It's not on Netflix. Still don't have that. <laughs> Get to it so you can... So we can actually talk about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's going to be a while. You know, once <laughs> it comes out on regular, like, rental services, I will pay the whatever it is, four or five bucks to watch it with you. I'll watch it again. I'll pay four or five bucks. Yeah. I mean. Can we talk shit during it? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. I, I still may get HBO Max here before. It, I don't know. That's coming up quick, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, well, March is when uh, is when the Snyder Cut comes out. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. I've got still paying for Disney Plus. I haven't dropped that yet because WandaVision's coming out and I'm I'm surprisingly excited about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna after Mando ended, I decided to just hang on to it and uh check WandaVision out and see how it ends. So the initial reviews, which I have not read any of because I don't want to, but I've seen like the headlines, they seem to be positive. So um Yeah, they were also positive for uh Wonder Woman eighty four. They're positive yeah. I not Critic reviews are not something I put a lot of weight in these days, yeah. because I think that what they're looking for in entertainment and what I'm looking for are um, vastly different on a regular basis. Yeah, and, and uh, loyal listeners going back will 
no doubt call out the fact that uh, that we were not stoked about WandaVision. Like, no. We were, we were talking a lot of shit about that. And you and I were talking earlier about, like, we're pretty fucking stoked for this. Like, Shockingly It looks surprised. really good. Yeah. I shit all over it. And, like, who cares? Why would you want this? And I think coming off of, what, 10 years of fucking MCU movies, there was a little bit of fatigue there as well. But, uh. They were not characters that I really thought I needed to see more about, but it looks like they're doing something new and interesting and not just, if it was just like standard superhero stuff, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision doing something, I don't know if I would care even now, but. Yeah, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. You're not too not stoked really on that. stoked about that either. Yeah. yeah. I don't need a MCU buddy cop show. I've never <laughs> been a big fan of buddy cop shows to start with. Um, so, so the new, the Wonder Woman three is, is Patty Jenkins still going to be at the helm? Do you know, or have they said anything about that? Uh, as far as I know, that is currently the plan. Um, they said it's set to take place in modern times this time around. So that's where their time jump is going to be. I mean, personally, I was a little disappointed. I, I thought it would be really cool if they jumped into the future because why the fuck not? You're ending your series. It's not time specific. You know, and, and if uh, if you have plans for the DCEU, you know, doing something in the future isn't going to ruin anything unless you plan on killing off Wonder Woman in uh, in a Justice League movie or something, which is not going to happen. So I don't know. There there was a comic book series that came out uh, in the last year, uh, maybe a year and a half, called uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. And it was in the future. She'd been like hibernating basically for... I don't know if it was a millennia or a couple hundred years or whatever. And um, she comes out to a world that's been ravaged by creatures and shit. And, and I mean, without getting too far into it, it was really good. <laughs> I mean, interesting. Like, yeah. Like, like, like post-apocalyptic. Yes. Without a doubt. And, cool. um, and it, it was very good and dramatic. She has to take on her sisters and she has to team up with a ragtag group of, uh, of human beings. And even though, Batman and Superman aren't around. Like there are little bits that tie in there, you know, like Superman's not even around, huh? That's no. a, that's a fucking catastrophe. It's, it's he's, supposedly he's the last thing left in the universe. According to the flash. Yeah. It's, um, no, it's, it was, or maybe he just left. He's like, wow, this, I fucked this up. I did not save humanity. Time to go. What was When was that? Was that in the TV show? Well, oh, no, I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why he wasn't around. Oh, he was oh dead. Okay. I just know Flash, like, went to the end of the universe at some point and saw a man in 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 red staring off into the distance as the universe ended. Oh, what was that, though? Like, where did you see that? Uh, it was in uh, one of the Flash comics at oh, some point. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but uh, it makes presumably sense. it was Superman. He didn't say it was Superman. But, yeah. yeah like, I mean. Of course it's Superman. Yeah. Who else would it be? Yeah. I remember years ago, uh, Mark Miller w- was trying to get a Superman movie made and he wrote a script. And I remember hearing something that like the movie ended with like the end of the universe and Superman was there or something like, like another big bang or something like that. And it's like, I'm just, I'm not surprised that, that Warner brothers didn't green light that flick. It's kind of a dark ending for yeah. a Superman movie. Yeah. Like, what do you do in between the end of the movie and there? Does it end with humanity? And Earth, like, getting gobbled up by the sun and him not being able to do anything about it. And then it just fast forwards billions of years in the yeah. future to the heat death of the universe or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, yeah, probably a good idea that they didn't do that. Yeah. Like, it's an interesting idea, but I think it's better better placed in, like, the comics than uh, a movie. For sure. So, um, I guess 
on the note of uh, the heat death of the universe and and <laughs> astronomy, I, I know. Yeah, it's hard to make yeah, uh, whatever, segues whatever. this episode because I've I've got like a just a bunch of fucking DCEU news, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got good news. Um, well, this is kind of good news, but not not something I expected. So, twenty twenty turns out was uh, the shortest year on record. A record, you know, a record that we've been keeping since like the 1960s on like the super accurate duration of the, you know, the transit around the sun and every, you know, each individual day. Cause it does not, it varies a little bit. Like, I don't know if you've heard, like there's like every year to year and a half, they have to add a leap second. Do they do that with, with just like the, like the most high highfalutin like standard atomic clocks yes yeah okay. yeah yeah the ones that keep the standard to try and keep things you know so that night falls at the same time if you didn't adjust it after a number of years yeah you, after 60 years it would be a minute off yeah, right you'd be a bit off which a minute you know yeah, maybe that matters maybe it doesn't but so they've been keeping it down to the second for a while and uh they kind of calculated everything from last year and uh on average each day was one one hundredth of a millisecond shorter than normal Oh, shit. Not the kind of thing you'd notice. Nope. <laughs> and the whole year was 19 milliseconds shorter than average. That explains global warming. We're that much closer to the sun. You know, that is considerably shorter than usual. Usually it's the other way around. Like, usually they're adding leap seconds, and they're, this time they're talking about potentially later this year, they may have to add a negative leap second. Oh, weird. To go, to set, to like make the clock go back. Well, our great, 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 great grandchildren might be fucked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, is it going to keep getting slower? Or? They're going to live in water world. There are definitely people, there, there are lobbies kind of that want to uh, say, be like, how about we just do a leap hour every once in a while? Who gives a shit about seconds? Which is fair to a degree. Yeah, keep track of it. And then, you know, in 60 years, let's have a leap hour. I think an hour might be a bit much. Uh, I, I might, like a minute might be better because you'd only do that every like seven or eight years but like an hour is quite a bit like if it's like right now it's getting dark at like 4 30 here it started getting dark at like 3 30 fuck that yeah it would suck but like if it was getting dark at 4 29 all right i could deal with that <laughs> we could just get rid of fucking daylight savings time and then then it'd be all the same just once every eight years we should definitely get rid of daylight savings yeah, time i'm stupid. fully on board with that I don't need my kids to work in the field. And even if I did, they probably wouldn't, the little shits. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of uh, jumping from one time to another, there is a rumor coming out of the House of Mouse that uh, the higher-ups at Disney are looking into the viability, financially, of swapping out the theme at uh, Galaxy's Edge from the sequel trilogy to the currently much more popular like Mandalorian timeline, you know, the post original trilogy Mandalorian and like Star Wars Rebels and, you know, the, the current animated stuff and getting like Ahsoka Tano and Din Djarin and uh, all those folks into the park instead of Rey and Kylo Ren. For those people like myself that didn't realize until like almost the end of the, uh, the second season of Mandalorian, Din Djarin is the Mandalorian. Yes, that I, is his name. I just didn't catch it whenever they said his name. They don't say it much. Yeah. Um, In fact, I'm not sure they say it at all. I mean, they had to have said it at some point, but... No, they don't. Everybody in the fucking uh, 
cantina on Tatooine has a name. They didn't say it in the fucking movie. This is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, man. That's... You know, it doesn't need to be in the movie to be a thing. Yeah, I just heard some, like, geek news outlets, like, just speaking casually about, about Mando's name, or, you know, Din Djarin, and just like, oh, oh, wait, oh, it sounds like they're talking about Mando. But, I mean, of course his name isn't Mando. It's just that's all I'd ever heard people call him. Yeah, I mean, you're like a bounty hunter dude. You don't want everybody to know your name. That's probably for the better anyway. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I don't have a problem with that at all. I haven't been Galaxy's Edge yet. And I'm, I'm more like my love for Star Wars is still original trilogy. So if it's more in that world, fine. I mean, that, that whole, don't they have a, yeah, they have a giant fucking Millennium Falcon there. So they'd have yes, to, they do. they'd have to go like OT along with Mando to, uh, make to that degree, make sense. Well, yeah. The, the interesting thing about it is that the entire park is themed. Like it's meant to like where you, you're stepping into the timeline. So like they couldn't just add folks from the Mandalorian into it and keep the other stuff. Cause now you've got like some time discrepancies and yeah, I mean, I guess they could, they have that all over the rest of Disneyland, but it would kind of ruin the, the kind of the, you're stepping into a, a snapshot in time in the star Wars universe, which interestingly enough is between the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay. Is the like time in the parks, like the official got, park canon, And cause everything in the park is canon. So, I mean, other than like you being there, that's clearly not canon. Yeah. But like the idea is like this, the, anything presented in the park as Star Warsy is part of the official canon. And so. Weird. Yeah. It's, that's it, kind of cool. It is a super cool idea. Um, Except you're building lightsabers. Yeah, but you're taking those home with you. So they, they don't <laughs> stay in canon. <laughs> <laughs> they're just legends once you leave the park. Yeah, exactly. They're writing those <laughs> shit right off. But uh, I think I'd be stoked to go there either way. Yeah. Like, I think it would be cool as fuck regardless. Um, but it makes sense that if the, you know, if that's what more of the fandom identifies with, there's definitely a segment of the fandoms like, fuck, I want to go see fucking Ray and fucking stupid Kylo Ren. Um, I think most of those people would still pay money to uh, Disney to go to the park and still have a good time. But yeah, I mean, and I'm not shocked if, uh, if after the, the season or yeah, season finale of Mandalorian, if all of a sudden they have a, a green lightsaber carrying black robed Jedi walking around. Oh, little, absolutely. Little fucking Luke. He's not going to talk to you, but you got your Luke like showing up in the background somewhere doing something real quick. I mean, I can just see them salivating and thinking, how are we not cashing in on baby Yoda? Yeah. You know, the Grogu craze here. Little Grogu puppet. At our where fucking you... park. Like, we, we've got an entire theme park dedicated to this property, and it would be, like, canon restrictive for us to sell them Grogu's. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, this is no news to anybody, uh, but the the sequel trilogy is not really the most popular thing at all. You know, especially now that it's done. Like, yeah. people people don't think of Star Wars and think... Oh yeah, sequel trilogy like that is Star Wars. To me. Well, maybe some kids, but there's probably some people that do, but they are not the majority. And when yeah, and they don't have money. And when you're building a fucking theme park, you want to play to the majority. Yeah, you want to play to as many people who are going to come and pay the fucking eighty five dollars a day or whatever it is to get in there. Eighty five. <laughs> is it more than that? I haven't been to what Disneyland. Disneyland? Oh geez, when I went like four years ago it was it was like like to get it down to a hundred bucks a day we had to get the three park or the three-day hopper 
Oh. Yeah, it's it's probably like 140 bucks a day. Holy but shit. But I mean, fucking Blue Milk was in the original one. Fucking Grogu is in, in the modern stuff. There's nothing uh, sequel trilogy specific about building your own lightsaber or the Millennium Falcon. So it doesn't no. seem like it would be much of a stretch. I, th- I think you'd have some cast change outs and maybe some, uh, you know, like they redo Star Tours. They just have to like kind of redo some of the, the, the theming on the rides. Yeah. It came for, out from uh, Pirates and Princesses, the, the one of the Clownfish TV blogs. Um, and they were saying like the from a source, you know, inside Disney. Yeah. Name source. Uh, that basically they'd called Bob Chapek had called some dude who's the head of the fucking parks there and be like, Hey, what would it cost to switch this over so they could figure out whether or not it's worth it? Yeah. And Chapek himself came from, uh, from heading up the parks. So I'm yeah. sure he knows people and he knows how it works. Yep. And, uh, you know, the more people you could get excited about going to a park, the more people go there, uh, once it's a viable option. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no shit. And apparently I heard something about them. Like they I can't remember what ride it was. It was some ride they were working on that they've just stopped work on. Like it was half built and they just kind of stopped. Oh uh, yeah. The revenue is not coming in. Some of the headlines are like, is Disney out of money? No, Disney is not no. out of money, but they may not choose to spend money on that right now. Yeah. 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 Because if they have to hold production or I mean, uh, construction off on that for two years, you know, like say say Disney parks open in a year, their profits are going to take care of it in that next yeah. year before oh, they yeah. start building again. Especially like once shit opens back up, like oh, I hope to friggin' crap that that Disney doesn't do what they can and just like charge like two hundred and fifty dollars to get into the park to make up for losses. I don't think they'll need to. I think there'll be enough people clamoring to do something, take a family vacation. Well, that, I mean, that it's going to be fucking packed. The the parks reach capacity like throughout the year, like normally. So, I mean, of course it's going to reach capacity, but there's there's no way beyond that to maximize their profits. So, I don't know. $35 hot dogs? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. $27 for a Coca-Cola? You want Pepsi? Fuck off. You want an Aquafina? Nope, it's Salty Dasani for you. <laughs> Well, on on the topic of Disney, like this, this is something that would more easily fit into the rumor mill, um, but I don't have enough for a rumor mill well, right now. What I said was just a rumor, so oh yeah, seems like the right time. For We're it. on the Disney rumor mill right yeah. now, according to to an insider. Again, this one, uh, Daniel Rickman, uh, he's claiming that after uh, after the forthcoming Indiana Jones five that is right now slated uh, for twenty twenty two. But we'll see if that happens. It's supposed to be the final Indiana Jones chapter. Right? Yes, it yeah. is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, yes, that is what they are saying. Um, and I'm not shocked because Harrison Ford might not <laughs> live longer than right? that. Uh, but the, but it, it sounds like uh, like Disney Plus may be shopping around to try to get uh, Harrison Ford in for a um, Indiana Jones streaming show. Really? Yeah. Do you think he's got like? a streaming action show in him he's he's not a young man i would watch it i'm 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 certain (laughs) you would (laughs) you would too fuck off i mean i'd check it out but i mean i mean i would not i'm not uh, saying i would love it i wouldn't subscribe to something just to watch it oh i definitely would that 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 is the line that's where we separate um but it's unclear if if it was going to be a or if it 
is intended to be an Indiana Jones uh, action series or if it's going to be like the young Indiana Jones Chronicles and just have him like, you know, reminiscing. I would lay odds if Disney was going to put the money into doing that and getting Harrison Ford after the final movie, I would almost expect them to be setting up his progeny to some degree. Yeah. Or setting, you know, getting someone in a role, seeing, testing the water, sticking their little toe in to see if they could have something with Harrison Ford, if they could make something work with a successor. Yeah. And if they did, gladly spin that off into another set of movies. Short round son. I mean, I'd take that over fucking Mutt Williams. Yeah. Short round comeback and do like a, uh, yeah, an Indiana Jones spinoff with him doing something cool. I mean, that would well, at I least... Mean- at, at this neat. at this point, Short Round himself has to be like 50 years old. Yeah, Maybe not fine. 50, yeah, 40. He's, yeah, he's probably not far off of our age. And we're still young, virile men, right? <laughs> uh, it's 2000, right? We just graduated high school. Hey, boy. Um, yeah, so I mean, that I guess it could be okay. I, I'd be surprised if Harrison Ford's interested in that, honestly, unless yeah. it has him like sitting around for a bunch of it and like talking and like not jumping from train to train. Yeah. Well, and, and side note from, from there, cause I didn't actually read an article on this, but I remember seeing a headline of some sort that, uh, there's talks that Disney is looking to, to possibly try to figure out a way for Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill to factor back into star Wars, which makes not a lot of sense, but well, if they did something before, you know, in between like the Mandalorian and the sequel trilogy starts, they're still alive then. Yeah. I think it'd just be tough. Cause if they go to digital de-aging, then you have a problem with like the fucking, uh, Irishman, you know, where it's like, like Harrison Ford, he moves like an old man. When you saw him in, uh, the force yeah. awakens, boy, he runs like an old fuck. He is uh, an old fuck. Yeah. So if they like de-age him, but he's still running like an old fuck, it would be like, uh, like Robert De Niro, like looks like a super old man with weirdly smooth skin. Have you seen that meme of Harrison Ford's face where they take it and mirror it from one side to the other and he looks like two totally different people because his face is so asymmetrical? No. <laughs> it's fucking, it's pretty weird looking. Like, you're like, holy shit, that looks like two totally different people, neither of which look like Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to look that up right now when you bring up our next topic. Also, I th- I'm pretty sure Harrison Ford was really happy to get killed off as yeah. Han Solo and it didn't sound like he was super excited to come back to that role. And so I'm not sure he'd want to do it again. Like he doesn't need to work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I can't breathe. (laughs) I'll put a link to this in the show notes just so everyone else can see it too. If you haven't. Oh my goodness. What the fuck is going on? I mean, this is what you're talking about, right? That's it. Oh, jeez. One of them looks like like a weirdly fat-faced Frank Langella. And <laughs> the other one looks like a fucking like weird like half cousin of Josh Brolin. Yeah, and neither of them look like Harrison Ford. Oh, that is so, <laughs> so bizarre. Weird. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh my goodness. I, wow. That was, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at, at, at that picture it's, itself that they took from like, yeah, it kind of curves to one side and <laughs> wow. 
So I guess, uh, speaking of men with enormous penises... <laughs> what? I'm just assuming Harrison Ford... Does Harrison Ford have a giant penis? I bet he's packing heat, right? He's in Indiana Jones does, for sure. I don't know if Harrison Ford does. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, like, like legendarily, like, Liam Neeson has a enormous wiener. Really? Yeah. It, that, that tracks. That's I just the that. word going around. And, like, Hollywood Babylon, for, for years, uh, they ended every show with a segment called how big is Liam Neeson's cock it ended with with just jokes that listeners sent in about the size of Liam Neeson's cock so it would be like Liam Neeson's cock is so big how, how big, big is, is it? it he was one of the protesters but standing at the Washington Monument you know something like that or or like Liam Neeson was standing at the Washington Monument while his cock entered the Capitol or something like that <laughs> just something something topical uh, that's very topical no, uh, a different one. So uh, there's a new Danish kids show that some people may have heard of uh, called uh, John Dillerman that is about a hapless um, kind of like, you know, your standard kind of screws everything up but does the right thing in the end uh, kids show protagonist. Uh, the exception being that he has a uh, enormous, extendable, uncontrollable penis that gets him in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you showed me the trailer for this. <laughs> this is uh, pretty wild. Well, and it's stop motion anima animated, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's like almost like a yeah, like a claymation kind of thing. Except and he, and his penis is cloaked in the same like red and white striped jump like leotard that he's wearing. Yeah, like a Waldo suit, but but full suit. When your penis just goes off and does its own thing, uh, you need to have a very stretchy suit to wear, I guess. But uh, I watched the first episode of it and. Uh, it's pretty funny. Like, you know, as far as a kid's show, it's, it's a bit, it's fairly bearable and, uh, like it's not sexual. Like he's not like, you know, doing sexual things with his penis. It's just his penis is kind of like the lovable scamp that gets him in trouble and helps him solve his problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the grommet to his wallet. Yeah. So like in the first one, he's like grilling some hot dogs and he's like, it was like, he's always scared of the fire. You know, and so he's trying to like light it and then his penis reaches over and grabs like the lighter fluid and dumps it all over it and it makes a big explosion and it ruins the sausages. And his mom comes out and she's like, oh, you, you need to do something. You go take these dogs for a walk. And he's walking the dogs and like they're hard to handle. So he takes one of the sausages and like puts it in front of him like a carrot in front of a horse. And they chase that until they see a cat. And then they like run off and he has to like round them up. And so he's driving around the back of a truck with his, his wiener dangling out with a hot dog on the end of it until they jump up and bite the hot dog in the end of his dick. And he's like, Ooh, and like puts one in the truck. And then the next one comes. It was, Jeez. uh, it, it was, it was funny. It was fairly entertaining. Uh, as you might expect, some people are kind of upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet Christian groups aren't going to allow that in America. No, no. And and even the Danes are a little uh little up in arms about the idea of a man doing stuff with his wiener and it being on a kid's show. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in that uh opening title sequence, the one I remember mostly is like it gets attached to like a bunch of balloons and he floats up into the air upside down, like suspended <laughs> by his ding dong. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting him in trouble, man. It grabs some balloons. What does this have to do with the geekosphere, I just thought? I don't know. I just thought it was funny <laughs> as hell uh, that uh, there's a there's a, a Danish kids penis cartoon. <laughs> and I'm going to link it in the show notes if you want to watch this thing. It's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty entertaining. I'll check out an episode. Yeah, they're only like six minutes long. 
Yeah. Which is uh, short. Perfect. Surprisingly. Well, speaking of big striped wieners, this is going to be a stretch. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yes, actually. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Just thinking sandworms, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, yeah. um, I mean, this is another rumor mill here, but the uh, the latest word to be coming out of the the news outlets and insiders, I, I actually saw this just this morning. People have been talking about a fucking Beetlejuice sequel for decades now. Um, but the the rumors now are is that uh, that Michael Keaton is interested in taking on not only one but two Beetlejuice sequels. Awesome! I mean, that's like one of his favorite movies that he was in, right? I I would hope so. Like I think I've I've heard him talk about how he really really loved being Beetlejuice, and it was like one of the one of his favorite roles. So I imagine he'd want to come back to Which it. Which is weird because he had so little screen time. Yeah, shockingly little for being like the namesake of the movie. Yeah. I mean, and there there was always that like Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian like sequel that when they were pressuring them to write a sequel, they wrote that so it would be so bad that they wouldn't want to make it. But after all this time, like if Keaton's in, if Keaton's interested, like what is holding it up? Are I mean, do they do they need Tim Burton's blessing? I don't know. I mean, I would love to see him take up the mantle of Beetlejuice again. Like I'm not a big sequel guy, but like it's been a long time. Yeah. Like seeing what Michael Keaton could do with a modern Beetlejuice. Uh, I'm curious. I don't know about two more. I think they should hedge their bets and like maybe throw one out first. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. If it's something that Michael Keaton's passionate about, like uh, that could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let him do the thing. Yeah. Um, in other Michael Keaton news. More Michael Keaton. Yeah, so Walter Hamada, the head of uh, DC, uh, like the DC Universe with Warner Brothers, um, came out saying that they were going to run with two concurrent Batmans, um, being Robert Pattinson's Bat or Robert Pattinson's The Batman, and a Batman that's going to take over Ben Affleck's role as the DC EU Batman. A three, kind of, because they've also got Batfleck in the new. Snyder cut. Well, Batfleck is is actually uh well, I I think the the whole plan is to phase him out with Flash. He's going to be in the Flash and that's sort of going to be his swan song and then I imagine once whatever universe altering thing happens in the Flashpoint when they come back it'll be a different person in the role. So you're saying it's going to be Keaton? No. Okay. <laughs> there there was some confusion earlier this week yeah. where Somebody who wrote an article um, was talking about Michael Keaton's role and then the two Batmans and whatnot. And then somebody asked the question on Twitter, I believe, um, of the author. And they're they're like, are you talking about, about Michael Keaton's role as a Batman in the Flash movie? Because he is going to be in that. Um, or are you talking about something else? And the, the author just wrote Keaton. And it sparked a huge, like, like a bunch of people reporting that one day that, that, you know, Keaton was going to be the new second Batman came out the next day that no, the writer was just saying he was referring to, uh, Keaton in this article that was, he wasn't claiming that Keaton was the new Batman taking over for Ben Affleck. I can't imagine he is. He's a little old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in my notes, it was like Keaton is the new Batman because I saw that when it first came out. And then my next note was. Wait, no, he's not. So yeah, that doesn't. I can't imagine that they would cast him as the 
you know, as a full on Batman, like a, an older Batman, like, you know, or like he might be in Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, or an old Bruce Wayne, if they did a Batman Beyond movie, I could yeah. see that, but not as like a, I'm going to go out and, and use this grappling hook and punch Joker in the face, Batman. That, yeah. He seems a little old for that. I mean, if they want to sink some good money into de-aging like Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel, I would let it happen. I guess. It's just, it's, it seems so unnecessary. Just yeah, what's find, the point? Find someone else to play Batman. I mean, yeah, it's cool that it's Keaton, but I don't know if it's cool enough to go through all that shit. Uh, unless they wanted to do like a pre-Batman Beyond Batman aging out of the suit type movie, which could be interesting. There could be a good story in there if it's him kind of at the end of his career determined to be like, I, I am the knight. I am fucking Batman. I need to keep doing this. But then just getting his ass whooped by like Scarecrow or the Mad Hatter or some shit. Well, I, I don't know if you remember from from the uh, beginning of the Batman Beyond series, like he had built that suit, like the Batman Beyond suit for himself. And and it starts with him as an older man, probably yeah. like 60, like going out and fighting some crime and like basically like just about having a heart attack while he was doing it. So he had, that, that's why he hung it up. He just could not physically do it anymore. Yeah. And I think like if they wanted to do a Batman Beyond movie, you could do a whole movie of like the old Batman getting to that point. And yeah. it could be a compelling, interesting story if it was well-written. Yeah, just have Terry McGinnis somehow interwoven into the story so that at the end, you know, it's like, okay, I'm I'm ready to take over. Yeah, or maybe, a, maybe the third act, have Terry take the suit. Yeah, it's a little bit more uh, natural than the ham-fisted cramming in of Joseph Gordon-Levitt of the, at the end of the fucking Nolan Batman. Your real name, Robin. Robin. And speaking of Batman, for one more little bit of news, there is a man out of, uh, shit, I can't remember if it was Australia or New Zealand, he says g'day, um, he built a working grappling gun. Yeah, I just watched the video, it looked pretty freaking rad. Yeah, it's like arm mounted, and like, I mean, of course it's not like I'm falling from a building, I'm gonna shoot this through a wall and save myself. Um, but he sure did pull himself up into a tree. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looked neat. It still looked scary as hell to use. Yeah. I probably wouldn't launch myself like 30 feet in the air and, and depend on it working, but, um, I would definitely try it in a tree. It launches a grappling hook and it pulls you up. That's pretty fucking rad. And it didn't appear to dislocate his shoulder or anything. Yeah. <laughs> At least he cut that out of the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he may have fallen to his death, but we don't know about it. Yeah, it was after he successfully finished filming the video. So uh, I don't know if it's a rumor. I, I think it's I think it's fairly well confirmed now. But uh, Jodie Whittaker, the thirteenth Doctor, is leaving Doctor Who after uh, I think three seasons. Like, like she's done two, and I think she said you know she's going to finish the next one and then head out. Uh, it sounds like. At least from the, you know, the reports that it is uh, mostly at the behest of her agent, uh, who's like, you need to get the fuck off of this sinking ship because the ratings have been garbage. They've got the lowest ratings that Doctor Who's ever had or that they've had since 1986 and the lowest ratings that the that they've had since it was rebooted. The reason for that is the writing is terrible. I, I watched like the first half of the season and honestly, as far as her, she goes... I think she could have been a good doctor, 
but the, a new showrunner took over. I can't remember the dude's name. And he hired a whole new writing staff and uh, they fucking blow. Yeah, they suck. It's just not compelling or interesting. They're very obviously trying to shove an agenda down your throat. Like they've got like, they've got like, they're like trying to teach you lessons and uh, they're not doing it in an interesting way because I have no problem with writers having an agenda in their writing is uh, time-tested. That's always been there. Fucking Heinlein always had all kinds of stuff that he was espousing in his work, but he managed to put it into an interesting story that was well-written and and fun to read. Uh, that is not what happened Yeah, with the latest seasons of Doctor Who. And I, and I think, unfortunately, she's the first lady doctor, which is, you know, some big shoes to step into and, and fairly controversial. But uh, unfortunately, she wasn't given... They gave her a lot of money, like, gave the show a lot of budget for, like, production value, but they did not follow it up with a good, you know, good scripts. And, uh, like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of her portrayal of the Doctor, but it was mostly the way that it was written. I, I think she had the chops to do a good job if she had good scripts. Yeah. And uh, didn't. Same thing happened to Peter Capaldi. Like the, I kind of fell off Doctor Who halfway through his run because the the writing, the just the stories went down, and uh, kind of I kind of lost interest in them. And then I picked it back up when when she became the new Doctor, and watched maybe five or six episodes and uh, realized it hadn't gotten any better. And it takes a little bit for a new Doctor to grow on you. And if there's not interesting stories to facilitate that, uh, it kind of falls apart. So, uh, I'm hoping that she's not the only one leaving the show if they're going to keep it going. <laughs> Why are there, are there other continuing cast members from, uh, I'm not worried about the cast members so much. I just hope they, they kind of refresh the, the writing team and the direction of the show in general. Cause I don't think she was the problem. She's leaving because it's not going to be any good for her career to get shoehorned into being the failed doctor. Yeah. Yeah. The shit doctor. And, uh, if they don't fix why the show is failing, I, I don't think it's going to get any better. So here's hoping. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of long running franchises, there we go. Yeah. Total film magazine has revealed a new, uh, image for Michael Myers from the uh, the upcoming but already should have come out uh, Halloween Kills, the sequel to 2018's Halloween. Yeah, one of those movies that was put off, and they put that guy off all the way till near Halloween next year. Yeah, the the um, I mean, the image is pretty cool. It's it's Michael Myers. He looks fucked up, but I mean, it's definitely Michael Myers. He's, he should be pretty fucked up. He's uh, died a couple times now. Yeah, well, not in this continuity. Maybe only one time. Maybe only one time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on... Like the first Halloween, he definitely kind of died. I mean, he got stabbed a bunch and then fell out of Yeah, but he disappeared. He was not dead at the end of that movie. Clearly, he wasn't dead at the end of any of them because he's back. Yeah, but none of those are... are, uh, Like, this is... uh, Like, 2018 was a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, I know. As if nothing else happened. But he got fucked up in... The first one, and he got fucked up in 2018, so he's, he's going to come into this one kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm only saying that because, of course, at the end of 2018, uh, I mean, I know you haven't seen the movie, but without giving away any spoilers, it seems pretty certain that he's dead. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm only covering my ass because I don't know if uh, in this next movie, if he actually died at the end of the 2018 one. I'm going to guess he didn't. 
Um, he seems very alive in the, in the teaser trailers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like I didn't even realize with everything that happened in 2020 that the sequel was supposed to have come out in October. And I never saw these two teasers that are, uh, that were linked in this article. Yeah. I just saw them today. When yeah. You showed them to me. They're both pretty fucking slick. Like they're solid. If, if 2020 wasn't happening and I saw those teasers and, you know, and I'd already seen uh, Halloween 2018. I, I would be fucking stoked and I'd probably go see this movie in the theaters. Yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, like there has the shot in one of the teasers where he's picking the mask up off the ground. So maybe he did die and it's someone else taking up the mantle of Michael maybe. Myers. You know, like because his mask is obviously off at some point. So yeah. He picks it up. Or maybe they pull a, a Halloween H2O and, and they just, they'll just say that <laughs> somebody else was in the Michael Myers suit for the end of 2018 and uh, he had his mouth duct taped. No spoilers, but that <laughs> is not the case. It's like a Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah. Um, so when that comes out in October, or hopefully if, if somebody just fucking pays to put it on a streaming service once they realize that theaters are never going to open again, then... Uh, <laughs> that the movie I'll industry is fucking dead. Yeah. Just deal with it. Sell all you own to Disney and let them sort it out. Yeah, they can <laughs> they can put it on their streaming services. Well, speaking of masks, because I'm I've got a couple more notes than you, so I'm just going to keep reaching for segues. Grasp away. Our uh, our friendly neighborhood Spider Man, the uh, the old web slinger, has a new costume coming up in uh, Amazing Spider Man number sixty two, I believe. Um, I'm not sure why they've given him this costume, um, but boy, I sure do hate it. I'm, I'm drinking the Haterade uh, extra strength right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it and was it caught me kind of off guard as well. Um, I don't, maybe it's one of those things that will grow on you over time, but I'm, I'm not sure it will. I mean, I don't think you will have the time with it that it would take for that costume to grow on you. They're, they're going to go back to the original in a year, I imagine. Um, it's really bizarre. It's designed uh, by Nick Spencer, the writer. Uh, the editor, I think it was Nick Lowe, maybe. And, um, and artist Patrick Gleason. Um, he did claim in an interview that I can't read his exact quotes because my phone friggin' died again. Um, but... He wanted to go like even more like techie with it, and they had to kind of kind of find some some middle ground. So he's got like weird little little eyeball doodads. Yeah, and, he's got like like big bulging eyeballs. Yeah, and and like the costume, like it's still got the blue in the regular spots, but the red spots have been moved or have been changed to white, and it's got some like gold piping. And um, yeah, it looks like maybe it's got like energy flowing through it or something yeah Blech. yeah i'm i'm not a not a fan yeah larry higgins of uh niobe comics uh summed it up real well for me on facebook by saying i don't know who this is for but it's not for me <laughs> yeah like that's perfect and you know that's that's fine you know i mean he's it, his costume has been I mean, he's gone through a lot of different variations, but it's been largely unchanged since the beginning. Like he has not gone through, you know, other than like he had the black, black, you know, symbiote suit for a while and mm -hmm. this and that. And, he, and he's had a couple of variations, but none of them really stuck around for very long. No, not at all. He's always looked nearly the same or, or very similar. Yeah. And there was like the Ben Riley costume that was 
very similar, but had like the giant spider and the boots and gloves were a little different. But yeah. I mean, it was still like very recognizably Spider-Man. Yeah, definitely not the full, you know, color palette swap. I mean, like, he looks like Spider-Man, I guess, because he's got a spider on his chest and he's slinging webs. But if the spider wasn't there and he was just, like, standing on the ground, I don't know if I'd recognize him as Spider-Man. Yeah, like, maybe in the eyes, but still. Like, like it, it would probably look like like some, like, friggin' 90s Youngblood Spider-Man ripoff from Image. Yeah. Like all those Wolverine and Cable and Deadpool ripoffs they did. Insectoid dude. Well, well, which is interesting because like Nick Spencer's run, even though I haven't kept up on it um, throughout his whole run on Spider-Man, it seems very much a love letter to the early 90s. Back when, you know, the the extreme Image uh, crew before they made Image was on all those books. Like Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane. Like it, it very much feels like an early 90s book. So, Wait, and like the main image that went around that pose is, is a very Todd McFarlane pose. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, see where it goes. Yeah. Why not? I guess. Yeah. But I think I'll, I'll wait for people to tell me whether it's worthwhile or not. Cause to be honest, like this isn't just being a hater, but I'm just, I'm not a big fan of Patrick Gleason's artwork. He was on Superman for a while and I'm just, I'm not a big fan. So, um, he's not a draw for me there. Um, and I guess on the superhero front, because this is the John Williams topic hour. Yeah, what do you got? Um, there is a uh, a trailer, the first trailer for Superman and Lois, the uh, the show coming out of the CW. Oh, you mentioned that. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Or yeah, I will watch it. But go ahead and talk about it now. Um, it it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really weird. Like, I mean, it had a voiceover from Tyler Hecklin and it, it showed like, you know, face shots of, of, um, of his, his twin sons and it's talking about family and responsibility and stuff. And I can't remember what the quote was at the very end. Oh yeah. At the very end, like he's talking about something, you know, like talking about responsibility or, or whatever. And then it just says like, and family. But it like doesn't fit. Oh man, I I kind of feel like we have to watch the trailer right now just to figure that out. But like, I went back a few times and I was like, grammatically, this doesn't work. Like, why are they throwing in that and family at the very end? But I don't know. It had a quality to it that was uh, it was kind of grainy. And you know, I watched it a couple different times just to make sure it wasn't like my shitty bandwidth. And I I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'll check the show out. It's Superman, but. It wasn't, it wasn't a great showing for a, for a trailer to get you excited. All right. Now let's watch it then, I guess. Talk to me into it. See what the fuck and what we thought we lost can be found and family. I think it says in family. Oh, okay. Which makes more grammatical sense yeah but, uh, yeah it didn't leave me super excited to, to watch it and a superman f- family drama yeah i'm a mean, fan of family dramas in the first place yeah the idea is that they're going to be back in smallville having moved out of metropolis and you know the, he's dealing his or he's uh dealing with raising his twin sons and the reports are that one of them will have powers and one won't which i'm sure will lead to 
you know, resentment with the sons and then either a villain coerces the powerless son and, or, or the powerless son gets resentful and then develops powers and then it's drama. The new suit's badass, but yeah, I don't know if that's interesting. I guess maybe it is. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will let you know because you know, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I mean, if nothing else, it'll, it, it'll be less, it'll be more interesting than Smallville because it will actually have Superman. Yeah. And hopefully he's not just like, you know, flying off to the store to get milk. Yeah. But he can't do it as Clark. So he's got to put the soup and suit on. Yeah, clearly. And he's got to fly to Metropolis to get milk. Otherwise, you know, he can't be seen at the Smallville market. Duh. But I mean, that's not a big deal for him either. Yeah. Though the milk might be really warm when he gets back from the friction of flying so fast. That's science. That doesn't belong in comics. He's blow on it with his... Yeah, his freeze his, breath. His breath. The whole time, just... Yeah, just chill it back down. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I would watch that. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's being made for you. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, the only thing I had that looks kind of cool is uh, Magic the Gathering Arena is coming to Android on like a like a early access thing. Does on, that on look the 28th cool? 28th of January. I don't. I'm kind of excited about it. I haven't played Magic in a little while, and uh, like I, I had, I played with my kids a bunch, um, and I've got a. Uh, I played Arena a little bit on the PC, and uh, it, it was pretty cool. And so. Picking something, doing it on my phone, though, seems like something I might do more. So it's just a mobile version of online magic? Yeah, essentially, you're it's playing Magic the Gathering. You got all the same cards. You can build a deck, the whole nine. It's just, it, it's exactly the same as, or pretty much exactly the same as playing it uh, at a table with somebody, but you get to play it on your phone. So do they have like an online store where you, where you have to go and buy Absolutely. cards? Absolutely. Yeah, or if you do. buy cards, like if you actually buy like physical cards, they've got like little QR codes you can scan that'll give you some of the cards and add oh, them to okay. your deck and stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's absolutely a, a vehicle for them to sell people more magic cards. Yeah. Virtual ones, which are even more profitable. Yeah. They don't have to print them shits. Wizards of the Coast is not doing it because they want to you to enjoy the game so much as sell you more stuff. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. But I think it'll be limited to only certain devices, and I can't tell if my phone's on the list or not. I think it might be. It should be. Yeah, I imagine so. But uh, we'll see. All right. Well, we did it. This seemed like a long episode. Well, thank you folks for joining us. Find us on the uh, the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast, the page. Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can call us at 916-ORC-TURD, that is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. Um, especially if you're that one-star reviewer, come talk to us. Yeah, show your face, you coward. Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> called him a coward in the last episode, yeah. so maybe that'll just be why. our thing. You yeah. know, m- maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe we fucking suck. Yeah, but uh, no one's told us yet. Everyone's been blowing smoke up our ass, and we need you to come and set us straight. Yeah, we need to be humbled. Call the Orc Turd line. Yeah. Um, or you can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. And if you enjoy the show, uh, go give us a review. You know, prob- and if you give us a one-star review, tell us why. Yeah. Or even like a three. Like, I'm kind of curious. Like, yeah, they're okay. But, you know, a little bit of feedback, constructive criticism. Yeah. Or, to it. or talk some shit. Yeah. Yeah, be like, fuck these guys. Yeah. 
Um, or talk shit and leave us a five-star review. I think that's even better. Yeah, that's that's optimal. Yeah, yeah, because then we, we learn something and uh, we get five more stars. Yeah. Uh, and we've got uh, we got some swag available, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And our theme song for these little ditties, as always, is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. What a wizard. Bye, everyone. Later. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.